0: Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl van der Merwe, and today in episode 117, we're going to be looking at some tips for completing online scholarship applications. I have a guest with me today because although my own children did do many online scholarships, um, I have a guest who is a lot more knowledgeable than me and someone who actually taught me a lot of what I know. So welcome, Monica Matthews. Oh, thanks, Meryl. I'm so happy to be here. So um, before I started this, I was talking to Monica and trying to work out where I first met her. Um, I have no idea. It was somewhere online, perhaps Twitter, perhaps Facebook, but we ended up connecting years ago. And I have I actually often share her tips in my own Facebook group, the Homeschooling um, College Bound Teens Facebook group. I'll put the link to that and every other link we mentioned today will be in the show notes. So go look for those at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. So um, I started following her, I think, and then realized she was super knowledgeable, and then I bought her book. So Monica has a book. Her website, by the way, is howtowinscholarships.com, and the two is the number two. So if you're lazy to look up the show notes, it's howtowinscholarships with the number two.com. And um, she has a book there, which is very reasonably priced, that gives you tons and tons of tips for both online and paper scholarships, just how to go about it. And a lot of it's beyond the scope of what we're going to talk about today. We're really just looking at the tips for completing online scholarships. But I would seriously suggest you invest in that and do it long before your child is in high school. Do this in middle school because many scholarships are actually for younger students, which people don't know. And she gives you ideas on how to find them and how to go about winning them. And so today she's going to share tips that specifically apply to the digital ones, the online ones, because that's what the scholarship, uh, this podcast is all about. So Monica, let's start off and um, perhaps you could just, you a little bit of introduction about yourself and how you got into the whole world of scholarship applications monica is not a homeschooler by the way her own children went to school and are now at college and finished but monica just maybe just introduce yourself and just tell us how you got so knowledgeable
1: all right so thanks so well you know it's funny because i am a teacher i taught elementary education elementary kids but then i decided to stay home and raise my own kids i have three boys and my oldest Became he was a high school it was between his junior and senior year and all of a sudden he's looking at colleges and telling him how much they cost and We didn't have money saved for his college. It was just like we were just living paycheck to paycheck and all of a sudden it was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do. So I told him to go apply for scholarships. He was a good student. So he applied for a few early deadline scholarships and he did not win them. So I started thinking, oh wait a minute, there's gotta be a better way. What is he doing wrong. I'm going to do some research figure out what judges look for, how to make his application stand out, that sort of thing, how to write a really, really good essay, and then we're going to work together and see what happens. So long story short, we kind of developed a system where he would write his essays, I would proofread the essays, I would find the scholarships for him and send him deadline reminders, I would send him texts or whatever, and it worked. I mean, this partnership worked, and by the end of his senior year of high school, he had won so many scholarships that he was going to go to college for free, and he did. He ended up with absolutely no doubt, no debt, excuse me, um, and then I went on and helped my other two kids, so I've done this three times, so, but the reason I, I have my scholarship ebook, my scholarship guide, is because people said, you need to write this down. We don't know what we're doing. We don't have any direction. Our high school counselors are so busy. So I wrote it down and I published it. And that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Um, it's there on my website. And you know I just went through it again a third time. My youngest son is 19, he is a sophomore in college. And so I have updated my scholarship ebook four times and I just republished it last year, 2020. So it's all fresh new because a lot of things have changed in the scholarship mm-hmm. world. So it's very updated and I've been there, believe me still
0: there. Right. And um, it definitely helped my my younger two because I, I discovered Monica somewhere between my second and third child. So I used it for my younger ones and um, they definitely, it really helped. And they also won quite a lot of scholarship money. So you really do want to look at that. So Monica, just start off and give us some general tips for completing the scholarship applications. Your three main points that you want to go over with us.
1: Okay. So think about online scholarships because that's what we're going to focus on today and you or your student is really a name on a piece of paper that's what they are because there's nothing to feel or touch or to get any deeper normally when kids submit scholarships so you need to decide or you need to help your student and i go into this in my scholarship guide a lot how will they stand out what can we do when basically they're typing in to an application online and they're clicking submit or they're sending an email with everything attached so let's like the main most important things i would say is don't type right into the application like for the essay Mm -hmm. you want to write it on another program either your google docs or a word program write it have it perfected i mean have other people read it two pairs of trusted eyes And then once you're satisfied with that essay and it's very interesting, which I go into an essay as a whole, we could do a whole podcast on writing a good essay, but then you're gonna cut it or copy it and paste it into the scholars, into the application that is online. Because a lot of times what happens is students will be typing into the application online and their computers could freeze. Mm
0: -hmm. And maybe
1: they've spent 20 minutes writing, writing an essay, it's gone, they don't have it anymore. Or you know, late at night, they're trying to submit it, they're tired, so they miss their own mistakes, gone. It's just, you cannot, once you submit a scholarship application online, you can't normally get it back once in a while. You'll see the ones where if you submit it well before the deadline, they're able to go in and either add to it or make some changes, but normally you submit and you're done.
0: Right. So
1: copying and pasting from another program is my number one tip for online scholarship applications. But there are other little things like, how are you typing? Are you text typing? Are you using the word or the letter U for the word Y-O-U? <laughs> text typing. Don't text type. You know, this. the judges are not, they might not be text savvy. They might not be up on the latest lingo or texting. They might not know what you're talking about. You know, the same thing with, you want to use your fir, your full name and not a nickname. You know, if your dad calls you buddy and everybody calls you buddy, don't write buddy on your application. Write what your full legal name is because that's the person they're going to write the check out to. That's the person that's going to be going to that college. So avoid text typing, avoid uh, nicknames. Um, save as you go. Some scholarship applications online will let you save as you go and you keep clicking save Mm -hmm. some will be automatic where you know you're typing in and all of a sudden it'll say information saved so you know it's being saved but if not make sure it's saving because just like i said websites will freeze your computer at home will freeze your internet might drop so you want to save your information because honestly that just saves you a lot of time and frustration it's so frustrating i know kids who are i was right in the middle of submitting it and everything just crashed well, if you have it saved somewhere else and you cut and paste, you go right back in and submit it. So the, the one thing though too about saving and submitting is make sure you don't submit right before the deadline. Like if it's due at midnight and you're on that website at 11.45 at night, number one, you're tired. Your eyes aren't gonna find the mistakes because once we get tired, we really just glaze over our work because we've seen it several times. So submit it well below, a well before the deadline because a lot of times what happens is there are so many kids applying for certain scholarships that you can't this like the website is overrun and you can't even submit you click submit and it, it didn't work you try again and it didn't work well it could be because there are
0: too many kids on there trying to submit at the same time so submit very early also just talking about the deadline there were a couple of scholarships i remember with my kids that they only accepted the first like a thousand I don't know right. if there's still some around. So that's the other right. thing just to watch that. Yes. Yeah. And when
1: you're making your notes, when you come across that scholarship for the first time, you need to write that down, you know, and I wasn't even going to bring this up, but I have a brand new thing on my website. It's a scholarship toolkit organizer. And it's a very, very detailed Google doc kind of spreadsheet. And I have fields on there where there's, we can make notes on scholarships and all the different fields of really important things you know what is the theme of the scholarship you know when is it due when is the money awarded how much does it cost but anyways a really important thing on there is uh, i just totally lost my train of thought.
0: <laughs> the deadline the deadline we're talking about the deadline
1: oh about the deadline yeah. it, oh if if it accepts only 20,000 right. or 1,000 yeah. applicants you need to put that on there because that tells you you need to apply for that one right away. You know, if it's due on June 1st, don't wait till even the Mm -hmm. middle of May because they probably have already reached their quota of applicants and yours won't even be accepted.
0: Right. (laughs) Well,
1: sorry about that.
0: Sorry, I, I threw you off because I just suddenly thought about that as you were talking about the deadlines. I just remembered a couple of those, my kids.
1: No, no, that's a really good point. That's a good point. So, you know, and also use a full word count. You know, like I said, your name, mm-hmm. you're just a name on, a, on a, a piece of paper. Your name, on you are a name on a form. So that essay is your chance for for you to shine for those judges. So if they want 500 words, write as close to 500 as possible. I mean, it doesn't need to be 499, but it shouldn't be 25 or 30 either. And you know, for my scholarship, I actually get students who write a very short, because I have my own scholarship, so I've read all these essays. They'll write a really tiny paragraph. And I'm thinking, I I didn't get to know you. I, I need to know more about you. I know your name. It's already on there. There's, here's another quick tip is, don't start your scholarship essay with hi my name is whatever and i live here high school don't do that i just had somebody yesterday they were asking me for help and that's how she started i'm like the judges know that why it's on your application don't waste valuable valuable word space in your essay telling them things they already know
0: so that's all right so those are all the mistakes that people can make right right so what else do we need to know
1: Well, make sure you know all the guidelines, like make sure what is required. If it needs one letter of recommendation, first of all, follow the guidelines. Don't send two, don't send four, send one. But you also need to know how that is sent because with online applications, Mm -hmm. there's very specific guidelines. Either the teacher who's writing or the person who's writing your letter of recommendation needs to upload it separately and send it separately or they can send it to you, you can upload it separately. Does it have to be a PDF? Could it be a Word document? When you submit it, a lot of them will have, this is how you submit it, Put the title, the date, your name in the subject line. Probably because they need to keep all of their applications in a nice orderly fashion, they don't wanna lose your information either. So read those guidelines very carefully and before you are actually ready to submit, Make sure everything is uploaded the way it's supposed to be. If it's supposed to be in a particular order, do it that way. If your letter of recommendation writer has to submit it on their end, make sure they do it by that date because they could have a different date. Their date is different than your date with the things you need to upload and letters of recommendation. So that's really important, those are guidelines.
0: And just just from a person here who um, today, I just literally submitted two letters of recommendation and just got requested for another two. Um, Just make sure that the person that you asked to write, it does do it by the time. I always tell the students, um, I will tell you when I've done it. And if I haven't told you, I haven't done it. But don't just kind of give it over and think this is a responsible adult and forget about it because responsible adults are also very, very busy and they might not mean to forget, but it can happen. So just Right, right. And they're not just
1: being rude. I know some people email me and I'll put it in my save box or I'll star it. Then I get really busy and I was like, um, and I'm trying to um, this is my new thing for 2021 is every day I go into my start email box and I go through that first. But they might have just forgotten, they might have just gotten busy, or they might have read it on their phone, that your request. And I know a lot of times mm. when you have your phone, you see it and you put it down, you want to get back to it later. So ask your teachers again. It's okay to ask again. But on the um, – about following directions, you know, they're – there are some online scholarship applications that will allow you to go back in and it, like the box will be checked to show that yes, okay, we've gotten your letter of recommendation. We've gotten your school transcripts from your school if they need to be official sent by the school. You can go back in and make sure that all of those things have been submitted. And then when it's complete, when it's complete you can go ahead and submit it 100%. Or you've already done your part, go back in and double check just like you said. Always right. double check, don't assume
0: that it's, it's done. Right. So on many scholarships, they kind of have um, extra information that they say you can provide if you want to. So what do you think about that?
1: Oh, I tell my students, I tell the kids that I work with or the families that always use those extra boxes, always. Don't leave any blank boxes because there's other things that that, that the judges can learn about you just by putting something in the box. So say you only have two or three volunteer experiences but the box is, you know, there's 10 lines. So instead of keeping, leaving it blank, put your volunteer experience and do a sentence or two about what you did. Tell them about it. I mean, it's it's okay. They're not gonna say, oh, this is too much information. Mm-hmm. We don't wanna read this student's information. They're gonna think, oh, okay, that's what that was, or it clarifies what it was. So it's okay. Fill in those extra boxes. If your family had a really hard time with something financially or something that you ever overcame, because a lot of those boxes that I've seen it will say, is there anything else you'd like the judges to know about you? Come up with something. Say you don't have anything like, oh, we're fine, whatever. Think about what did I have a hard time with last year? Everybody has something. Or, you know, if you are working in a volunteer organization, those people, had problems. That's that's why they need your help. How did you help them? Let them own those problems and say, you know what, I had such a hard time with this. It was so hard for me to see, but this is what I did to help overcome it. Anyways, fill out those boxes, let them know if it's something financial, your dad lost his job, and with COVID, there's gonna be a lot of that. Put you know don't write a sob story. (laughs) Fill in the information with real facts and maybe a little story so they can remember you and don't leave those boxes blank. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing too is uh, this was a good one too, and uh, both two of my boys did this. My oldest son didn't because I didn't know at the time what this was good. But, anyways, have your kids make a personal website. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wix.com is the one we used for my middle son. It was completely free, and we would put his volunteering, his pictures, we would put other things that other people said about him, quotes, and things that he had done, and we would just put in his little website link. On the application itself, you know, and do I know did they click through? I don't know if they clicked through, but he did really well with scholarships, so then maybe they did. You know, and for my youngest son, we used Circled in. Circled in is a free online platform. It's like a showcase platform for students. It's completely free. And we used it for my youngest, and it is just it's all organized. It shows what classes you take. You can decide what to have public on there and what to keep private. But it was just like he showed all his volunteering, it showed the classes, it showed his hopes and dreams. It was
0: just, it's a wonderful free online platform. Okay, I'm going and, to put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, circled
1: in, it's like C-I-R-K-L-E-D-I-N. It's spelled a little bit okay. differently.
0: I'll look it up and I'll have it in there as well.
1: Yeah, and it's very easy to use, very user-friendly. You know I would add pictures, you would add pictures, we would update it. So that's and, and inserting a link. Maybe you have a Pinterest board dedicated to your volunteering with your pictures on there. Mm-hmm. Put the link to the Pinterest
0: board. Great. Let them know it's
1: deeper than... Like I said, that name on a piece of paper.
0: All right. Anything else about extra information that you can think of?
1: Um, Well, you know, you could, the attachments, if if you're supposed to attach your essay, what my son, my youngest son did, what we did together, he would write his essay. Say it was about a volunteering project that he did. And on the bottom, he had a picture of himself with this organization and other people volunteering. Mm -hmm. It was attached to his essay you know, why not? I mean, there, there you get, you read about what the student did, and you get to see a picture of the student actually doing what they did. Now, mm-hmm. be careful, because some of them might say, no pictures, no extra attachments, right. but do it, you know, if you can do it, then do it, and you know, that just brings me to one really quick thing, and it's, it's a mistake, but I'm seeing it a lot now. Break up your essay into paragraphs. because I see this giant long paragraph of words and you know I'm 53 and so maybe my eyes are kind of old but you just your eyes just kind of glaze over after a while you need breaks you need small chunks of information think of your readers students think of your readers and when you're writing you know if you're going to write it like that fine but then when you go back and edit Break it up into your different ideas into different paragraphs. Don't send one long giant paragraph in an essay. And when you're cutting and pasting, double check the format matting because sometimes it needs two spaces to get right. one space. So you can kind of double check, make sure, make sure it looks good before you hit that submit button.
0: Right. Okay, well, Monica, thank you. That was a lot of information. Um, don't think your kid can't win scholarships. That's not part of this discussion, but there are many out there for all different kinds of students and say, go and look at Monica's websites. I'm going to link to two blog posts that she wrote that do take some of these, um, uh, points into more detail. So that will be on the show notes page as well. And just go and check out her website and look for her book. Again, I'll put a direct link to that in the show notes, but look also on her website, how to number two winscholarships.com. And join us in our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology podcast community. You can come there and uh, share things that you're doing, ask our opinions uh, about any of the different topics that we have covered in this podcast. Well, Monica, thank you again for coming. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to share my knowledge with you guys. And thank you to all my listeners for coming and listening again. And I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermeer. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.